It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hello and welcome to Packers POV, a podcast that aims to shine a light on the human behind the helmet. I'm your host, Taylor Rogers, and we are here inside historic Lambeau Field. Today's guest graduated from Iowa State as the school's all-time leader in receptions and receiving yards, earning first-team All-Big 12 honors twice. After going undrafted, he is now the Packers' receiving yards leader, eclipsing his career-best single-season mark against Tennessee. Introducing Green Bay Packers wideout, Alan Jamel Lazard. What's up, Alan? Hey, how we doing? Doing well. It's nice to have finally a little bit of a break on the backside of that Titans game. Yes, it is um, very refreshing, <laughs> to say the least. Did you take advantage? I did. I did actually went down to um, see some family in Chicago, um, just kind of get away from the weekend and spend some time and not really think about football and everything and just kind of be able to enjoy the simpler things. And who was down there? Uh, my Both my parents showed up. Uh, my little brother came as well. And then my dad has an aunt and uncle and another aunt and um, his cousin out there. So I think I have four family members in Chicago. That's a pretty good reunion. Yeah, yeah, it was great, especially for Thanksgiving. Um, we won't really get to see each other too much and everything. So kind of a pre-Thanksgiving and my dad's birthday was at the beginning of the month. So it's kind of a nice little family family time to be able to celebrate multiple things. Did you guys get into any adventures down there? No, we just went to dinner hibachi which was uh great for my family and everything good food um good time just be able to conversate and just kind of catch up i know you're also a big juice guy yeah you've gone viral on social media with your juice rate reviews Mm -hmm. what is your juice of choice at the moment i think my juice of choice every day is going to be freshly squeezed orange juice it's hard to beat. um i like switching it up every once in a while apple juice um i like cranberry juice and stuff anything that's natural not loaded with sugar and a bunch of other stuff um it's usually my favorite or go-to but orange is hands down every single day and you mentioned favorite foods what are some of those my favorite foods um i'm big on bacon i love bacon steak you know i grew up in iowa so it's kind of hard to get get away from those two things um but other than that i mean I, i eat a lot of food i love vegetables I love fruit, obviously, and I, I have a really bad sweet tooth. We actually have a Hy-Vee just opened up here in town in Green Bay, and that's something I grew up on, was going to Hy-Vee um, all the time as a kid and everything, and I've always loved the the produce and just like the, the store setup and everything. So I went to, the, went to um, Hy-Vee here the other day, and this bakery and dessert area was different than any other Hy-Vee I've been to, so it was way more top-notch, and they had um, like this coconut mango mousse that I got, um, it's like a little chocolate truffle cake, vanilla butter butter uh, cake. What else did they have there? Just like, like small little intricate desserts that are just all over the place. Man, that sounds decadent. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I think I got to go back now. Now that I'm thinking about it again. You've also been prominent on social media posting about your growth and development, saying the biggest thing I've learned from this past year is who I am. So who is Alan Lazard? I'm a person that's constantly growing, learning, 
trying to figure out life just like everyone else. But I think the most important thing along that journey is being okay to make mistakes. And I think that's something I learned. Um, Really kind of going into the NFL and everything was that going undrafted, I was obviously devastated and really down on myself. But I kind of had two options. I could either just let that be the reality or I could try to change it as much as I could. And to change it, I had to make several mistakes to learn how to grow and learn how to get better and to learn on what things would work right for me personally and on the field as well. So things aren't always going to go your way and things aren't going to always be easy. But, you know, if you stay persistent, consistent, and, you know, you see the bigger picture of things and eventually you'll be able to get there. So you mentioned going undrafted. You end up in Jacksonville and you've talked about that as being extremely hot (laughs) and super grueling and tough mentally. How far away from just shutting this football thing down were you at that point in time? Um, I wouldn't say I was, I wouldn't want to shut it down, but it was, it was hard to see the future. It was hard to see any hope, really, is what it felt like when I was down in Jacksonville. I was on the practice squad. I was working hard every week, running the offense, scout team, defense scout team, special team scout team, and then watching the game from the sidelines on Sunday. So it was something hard for me. Like you mentioned, I had a pretty prolific career at Iowa State. And so I was used to playing a lot, uh, being a main guy and getting the ball a bunch and stuff. So to kind of do a complete 180, you know, it was tough for me at first. But, you know, I think the the thing was is that I just kept consistent. And the day that I did get the call to come up here to be part of the Packers and everything, I just remember thinking like, this is it. Like, this is your second chance, and so to speak. And so you make do with it as you want to, so. As soon as I got up here, I kind of just zoned in, focused, and, you know, try to make the best impression on the players, coaches, and um, front office here so I could stay here as long as I could. You took advantage. You come to Green Bay. You don't get in the Jets game, but season finale at home versus Detroit, one play, and you make a catch. <laughs> yeah, and, and to me, that's why I tell people my greatest uh, accomplishment is, my greatest achievement, and... Most people don't see it as that because it was a seven-yard catch. It was one play and a kind of a pointless game for both teams. But for me, it was everything, especially at that moment in time, um, just for all the hardships that I've been through throughout my life and my career up to that point of just being on the P-Squad and everything and kind of just learning the whole NFL business and how things work and when will I get my shot and how can I take advantage of it and how can I grow and how can I expand my role and how can I make a bigger and better name for myself as far as what I visualized. And so at that moment when I got that catch and everything, I knew that worst case scenario, I never play football again. I'm in the stat book, you know, like I, I, I've proven to myself. And I think that was the biggest thing that I learned was that not to prove other people wrong, but just to prove myself right. And so keeping that positive mindset and keep reaching for new new heights and new goals was something I've kind of developed in that time period to learn just to keep on trying to prove myself right, prove myself right, and not really worry about the external noises. Where did you learn that mentality from? Um, probably my parents. You know, I definitely, now that I'm 26, about to turn 27, get into this quote-unquote later state in my life, <laughs> which I know is still very young, but coming from high school and just being a adolescent and teenager of just realizing the value of parents and the people that are around you that help mold you into who you are. And I've been very grateful and thankful to have not only a great family, but great friends and great coaches as well um, throughout my life and teachers too. I've been very blessed to, to have people that have always saw something in me and always pushed me to be the best version of me. 
And even at times when I didn't see that, especially as a kid, you know, they still were um, consistent on it and everything. And it's always great going back and seeing old coaches, old teachers, and just seeing their faces light up because, you know, they saw me where I am today many years ago of being able to achieve this. And so I'm just very thankful for their guidance and their help along the way. You've had a lot of family go to Iowa State. Your mom, your dad, your brother, I think your sister now. Yep. What's that reunion like and <laughs> how cyclone focused is it? Very, very cyclone focused. For us, it's nothing really new because I feel like that's just how we grew up. My dad, if you ever get the chance to meet my dad, it's probably one of the most passionate people that I know, especially about the game of football and even more so about Iowa State. You know, he got one scholarship to go to fo or to go to college and it ended up being Iowa State. And so you just see the love that he has for the school, the passion that he has for the game. And even from being three, four years old, you know, he's just constantly been re rewinding plays, showing me what I should do in this situation and how I should make this move or why this guy messed up or how I should answer interviews and stuff. And I feel like my whole life, he's just kind of really prepared me and molded me into be able to be who I am today to be able to be this athlete or football player, to be able to kind of handle the role that the way that I've been able to. So my dad, yeah, his his passion, his love. I mean, my dad will be the same way at a Green Bay Packer football game for the NFC Championship as he is for my sister's seventh grade you know, basketball game or volleyball game. So just the love and support that he has for not only me, but just everyone in my family and even friends that I have or other family members that I've seen them go support um, is definitely kind of where the whole love for Iowa State and the game of football where it was developed. This being Thanksgiving week and a week of gratitude, what would you like to say to your dad and what are you most thankful for? Probably his craziness, <laughs> you know, um, his love, his passion, you know, his disciplineness. He disciplined me a lot as a kid. Um, not to say that I was a bad kid or that I got in a bunch of trouble, but um, he was just always on me, you know, as well as my grandpa as well. And I think most of us are like, we're spitting images of our parents naturally, but there's always a little voice in our head that's like, oh, I'm never nothing like my dad. I'm never like my mom. Like now that I'm getting older, I'm like, wow, I'm starting to do the exact same things that I used to watch him do as a kid. <laughs> And so, you know, I'm just thankful just for, you know, this, like I said, the sacrifice that he made. I mean, just to see the importance of having both parents in the house, to have a strong man in your life as a kid, to show you guidance, to show you love, to show you discipline and, and, and many more things that he showed me throughout my life. You know, like I said, I went down to Chicago this past weekend and spent time with my family and just seeing him interact with his aunt and uncles and the bond they have and um, seeing how it's reciprocated in my family as well is just something that I have a lot of love for. Your dad's told you before the truth will set you free. In being true to yourself, who do you want to be? I want to be someone that could be an example. You know, I think that's something I take a lot of pride in of that when you don't know where to look, you know, you can look towards me and find guidance or find reassurance. You know, I'm someone that's always positive always trying to uplift others, to get the best out of others, to encourage, to help pick up. And so, you know, I've always enjoyed being the crutch for other people in their lives and everything. Whether it's been like figuratively or realistically, like in the game of football as well, just being, you know, third and long and 
fourth quarter and we need this first down of just being that guy to be able to step up. And so I feel like it's carried, that mindset has kind of carried throughout my life in every aspect. And for you personally, what do you want to accomplish in year 27? I think this next year in life is more so just about just, you know, I feel like I've been working a lot my my life to get to a point where it's like to be able to relax, so to speak. And I think I'm getting close to that to that point where when I get to 27, I'll be closing a chapter of my life and opening up a new chapter. And I feel like this new chapter in life is going to have a plethora of nuances as far as challenges and obstacles and adversity that I'll be going through, but just to always remain true to who I am and to not get too caught up in the things that don't matter, to always stay supportive and loving to those that have always been supportive and loving of me and to always want to grow, always want to get better and never lose that drive of wanting to be the best. You know, I think that's that's always been within me. I've always saw myself as being able to reach the highest of heights and everything. So now that I'm hitting this new chapter in life, I'm just not to lose that. That's a beautiful way to close. Thank you so much, Alan. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening to Packers POV. To learn more about what Alan is doing off the field, visit at the top dot life. Take care and see you next time.